0: This is Building a Website Pro with Michael Zapkew, episode number five. Let's play. Hello, and welcome to Building a Website Pro at buildingawebsitepro.com. I'm Michael Zapkew, and I'm here to help you learn how to build a website with WordPress tutorials and build a pro website without the pro price, quickly, effectively, no coding needed. On this episode of Building a Website Pro, we will be talking about how to set up your WordPress settings. Set up settings? (laughs) Setting up settings? Where are they, which ones you should focus on, and what I suggest for setting them up. And in the pro pointer, that part of the show where I share a tip or trick, or just a piece of software... I'll be sharing with you a tip for getting your personal photo or avatar integrated with your WordPress website so that your image shows with your author profile and blog comments and things like that. I'd like to remind you also that if you'd like an immediate jumpstart guide for building your website the right way, claim it by going to goprogift.com. It's free and it's waiting for you, so check it out at goprogift.com. All right, so we're continuing in the series of going through the basics and the settings and everything WordPress for someone who is fresh to WordPress and it's also, you know, for people who have been using WordPress but would like to just, you know, get a nice refresher on what's in there, what's available and and also get an update on some of the different things that are in the latest version. I'm basically going to be focusing on everything that's in the 3 WordPress 3.6 release. So, uh, this may date it for some people listening to this in the future, but that gives you sort of an idea we're basing it off 3.6 and then the 2013 WordPress theme. So, let's start with something a little interesting instead of getting into settings right away which can be some people might think is a little boring There's actually some neat stuff in there but let's jump in with creating your first page now I know for me personally sometimes I like to just get in and start playing around with it maybe you've already done that but if you haven't I would like you just to take a moment to jump in and have a little bit of fun publish your first page so in your WordPress settings once you've logged in to into your uh, WordPress admin by going to your website for, you know, your website.com, whatever it is, forward slash WP hyphen admin. Log in and then go into the side panel on the left column and go to pages and then create, and then go to add new page. And just put something in there. Um, if, you want, if you wanted to do something that's probably useful and you haven't put it in yet, do the admin, or sorry, not the admin, the about page, and go ahead and put in, you know, just create a page called about, put a little bit about what your website is all about, what you want it to be about, and and then go ahead and just publish your first post by hitting that publish button on the right. Okay, once you've done that, and you feel like you've gotten to do a little bit of something creative, okay, then we can dig in. Um, I'm going to start by having you go into the left Column, I'll just, I don't know, I'll call it left column, left sidebar, and go to the posts, click on posts or hover over the posts tab that's on the left side, and then click on the category to create a new category. I'm going to do that here on my end so I can make sure I'm following along or with you or that you can follow along with me appropriately. All right, under Posts, like I said, and then click on Categories. And then under this page, you'll see that there are different options for creating categories, which is just a way to help structure your content on your uh, website. This is what I like to do, and it's to add a news category. And why I do this is because in this, When we get to the settings, we're going to set what the default category is for posts. And If you don't have one, have a category created, it'll go into uncategorized. So I like to start off, one of the first things I do with a new WordPress install is just go ahead and add a news category. You can call it something else if you want, but it just creates a nice base layer category that you can assign in the settings. And then you can always add more categories later. So just type in under Name, type in News, and then hit the Add New Category button. It's right there. And then you'll see it pop over into the list on the right. Okay, once you've set the News Category, then we're going to go into the Settings tab. So you'll find with the sidebar, you can either click on the Settings tab directly, and it will take you to the first item in the list, or you can just hover over Settings and then choose from there. But Anyways, we're going to just click on settings and it's going to take us to the general tab that's under the settings. And You'll see here under general settings that you have your site title and this may already have something related to your site because you choose this whenever you're doing the one-click install through your web host for WordPress. But what you might not have yet is the tagline for your website. And so take a moment now to you know if you're going through this with me to go ahead and add the tagline you know make sure it's something that's you know very applicable to what what your website will be all about and again this can be changed later but at least get the the general the default tagline that they put in there just another wordpress website out of there so that you can have something a little bit more geared toward what your website is so you can type that in there you won't have to change any of the other WordPress address settings right now. You'll see your email address in there. Uh, If you ever needed to change the default email address, you can do that there. Also, the settings here you won't need to change. One thing that I change when I go in here is under the time zone. I just set my local time zone. So you can, you know, if you're on East Coast, you can search for New York and then type that in or West Coast, find a city. Uh, Default format, I, I usually like the... The one that shows you know month day year whatever you want you can go ahead and set that you don't need to change the time if you want to change the weeks. Then once you've made your settings there, just go ahead and hit save. The next thing under settings is the writing tab. Now under writing, again I don't really I don't need to change a lot of different things. So you know some of the stuff I'll just let you go ahead and read through. I won't go word for word you know reading off what's in there, but. One thing that I change in the writing tab is that, that default post category that we discussed a minute ago. So under the default post category, once you've already created the news category, then you can select news as your default. And again, so once you, if you ever post and create a new post in WordPress in your blog, if you don't assign a category, it will automatically default to the news category instead of uncategorized. Everything else can can pretty much stay the same in there for now. We're just trying to get you know the, the base core level of settings here for you. And we can address some of these in a later podcast. Next, under Settings, go to the Reading tab. And again, you can click that on the left sidebar there. And here you have a couple important options. And one is under the front page displays. Now, you have two main options. It's your latest posts or a static page. And for someone starting off new to WordPress, this can be a, a very confusing kind of a concept. In short, basically you can choose that the main homepage of your site, like your name you know, your website.com, will either show the post that you've created, you know, the latest posts that you've added to your website, or you can create a page with specific content that wouldn't change. Uh, at least wouldn't change very frequently and that would always show up on your home page. So it's just a, it's a matter of preference. It depends on what your goals are. If you want to keep your home page fresh and have all, whatever the latest posts are that you've been writing, you know, then choose your latest post. If you want it just to stay you know, pretty much the same, you'll set a page, f- you know, one static page that will be on the home page, then you can choose the static page setting and if you do choose that setting, then you'll need to choose the front page that you want there, of course, and then the post page. So, since your home page wouldn't contain your posts, you need to tell it where those posts would show up. And so, if you go with the static page option, typically what I would do is create a I will create a page and give it the title of blog. And then once I've created that, I can go back in here and choose Blog as the Posts Page, if that makes any sense. Basically, you you go up to the Pages on the left sidebar, just create a blank page and just call it Blog. And none of the content will appear from that page. All you're doing is just sort of making a placeholder. And then come back into Settings and under Reading, choose you know, a static page, choose your front page that you want, and then choose blog as the posts page. So then basically later when you create that blog item in your menu, when people click on it, it will show all of your latest posts. So hopefully that that makes sense. It'll make more sense once you get into it, definitely, if you haven't worked with that before. And on this page, you can also set how many posts you want to show at a time on one page. Uh, Ten is a good is a good standard. You can basically just leave that. Syndication feeds, you can leave that as well. Uh, For each article in a feed, you can choose to show the full text or just a summary. I often usually just leave that at full text as well. Search engine visibility, (laughs) you know, you can can tell it to discourage search engines from indexing your site. I recommend just, you know, don't check mark that. Let the search engines find you and start getting your pages indexed as soon as you can. All right, under the another item under settings is discussion. Not a lot there that I typically change and again it's it's up to your personal preference what you might like to do here. You just have to once you get into blogging you'll get used to what some of these what some of these are. I recommend just leaving most of these settings as they are. One thing that I like to do, the one that I I often add to is before a comment appears, an administrator must always approve the comment. It, it, or and you can also check mark the comment author must have a previously approved comment you know often the second one is enough comment author must have a previously approved comment you've told WordPress this person made a good comment and that's okay that they continue to comment if you're a little want to be a little bit more controlled with posts even if you've already approved someone you want to be able to continue to approve their comments before they post then you can check mark this box. administrator must always approve the comment. So that's one thing that I sometimes do, just depending on what the website is. I don't typically do much else on this page. Uh, One other thing you might want to change is near the bottom under avatars, you can choose to show the avatars, basically the little pictures that would appear next to comments, and you can choose the Gravatar logo. And I'll explain that in the pro pointer uh, is about the Gravatar. So it basically people can customize their avatars and it will show their little picture in their comments. So, Gravatar is a great option for that. If you just want some standard images you can go with one of the other options, that's fine too. But uh, I like to do the Gravatar because it makes it a little bit more personal when people do post comments on the blog. Under media settings, which is next in the list, you can you can choose to change basically just the size of the images. Long story short, with with uploading photos, when you upload a photo to your website, it's automatically resized into several different sizes. So that when you need to pull them into your into a post or a page and you want to use them, it gives you the option that you can use a smaller version of your image. So if your theme has a certain width that you that you find that you, that works well for you, you might choose to make the larger size a little bit smaller than that. Uh, and then maybe the medium size could be a little bit smaller. Essentially, you can just set what, what sizes are created when you upload an image. I won't go a lot into you know much more than that right now, but just know that that is adjustable and it might make it easier for you if your main content area, let's say, is 500 pixels wide, and you're probably, if you don't want to post, probably won't post any images bigger than that, You know, you could set your large size to 500, that way you would always make that max width. And WordPress will still retain the full size of your image, but it will automatically make that size for you. Then you can just grab it and put it in your content. It makes it easier. So, hopefully that makes sense. And uploading files, um, this is a checkbox. Basically it says, organize my uploads into month and year based folders. I just leave that check marked. Basically it won't change much in terms of what you see in WordPress on this back-end part here but where you would see it is if you were able to see the folder structure whether you're logging in through FTP or through your web host account you can see how the folders, all the images in the folders, basically it'll just create you know 2013, if you put an uploaded folder today you know it would say 2013 and it could say And then it would have like 07 for the month. And then it would put it in that way instead of just all in one large folder. So anyways, I recommend just leaving that checkmarked. And in this setting is probably one of the most important settings that you can change on your website. So under permalinks, under settings, make sure you choose the, under common settings, choose post name. Now this didn't used to be an option, but it is now in WordPress that you can just select it right there. Basically what you want your post to look like in the web browser is just your website address, forward slash, and then the name of the post that you've chosen. So that way when people are searching for your content in Google, and when Google is crawling the web and trying to find your pages and posts, it will, it will more easily find them. So if I call a post greatest, you know, WordPress training ever, that would show up in your web address instead of just a random set of numbers. So in short, just choose post name that will make Google happier and and it's easier for people to read and understand what the content is about. And then I typically don't change anything else on that particular setting of permalinks. Next we're gonna move on to the Appearance tab. So on the left hand side there, go ahead and choose the Appearance tab, or hover over it and you can see some of the options. The first one that you'll see there is Themes. Now a brief description of a theme from WordPress is that WordPress themes are files that work together to create the design and functionality of a WordPress site. Each theme may be different, offering many choices for site owners to instantly change their website look. So in short, a theme is a template, it's the look, it's the feel, it's, it's basically a creation of what the site can look like in advance so that you can go through, decide which one you like, and then just apply it to your website and you can get that nice look for your site. Now I will have a podcast all about themes in the next episode, episode six. So definitely check that one out where I'll just really dive in and focus in on themes, what they are and how to set them up and that sort of thing. This will be, you know, somewhat of an overview just to go over a few of the different things that you can change in the Appearance tab. Now a couple of words of caution now though. Download WordPress themes from the WordPress themes directory unless you fully trust a third-party theme publisher. So some people might be inclined to just go to Google and type in WordPress themes, and it's hard to say what you might find there, just doing a regular Google search. If you find a theme from a third-party website, It's been known to happen to where themes have malicious code, you know, viruses, different things in there that could negatively affect your computer or your website. So it's always good to get themes from trusted sources, especially since that will be really a huge core of what your site is based on. So you want it to be good. So definitely go make sure you're accessing the themes that are listed in the wordpress.org Directory, and you can also access that directory right from within WordPress. If you under themes, you'll see that you can choose to search for themes, and that's where you want to try to find some themes. There, when you search through WordPress, you're going to get a lot of free themes. If you search otherwise, it, a lot of times it will be paid themes, and there are some great paid WordPress themes, definitely. But it's always good to choose if you're going to choose a paid theme to do one from a trusted site or one that someone that you trust recommends. And I have a few recommendations for paid themes. If you decide to go that route and one that I recommend is from a company called elegant themes. Now I have a sort of a shortcut link that you can get to elegant themes. If you go to my website address, building forward slash elegant E-L-E-G-A-N-T, you can you'll be directed to information about Elegant Themes. Now Elegant Themes is actually is one of my favorite WordPress theme sites. You can get access to 86 plus themes, you know, way more than you'd ever need, but you get access to their full set of themes. And it's for as low as $39, at least at the time of this recording. Now they have a subscription model for their themes, um, or you can order a lifetime access as well. Basically, that would give you the ability to update the themes as, as they update, as WordPress updates. You know, it's good to have the latest versions of things. But if you didn't want to, you know, you wouldn't have to continue it on. But that's just one good option is uh, Elegant Themes. I always advise beginners and those without programming skills to, to go with Elegant Themes or my other favorite called WooThemes. Now, WooThemes, and that's W-O-O-Themes.com, is their web address, or you can also access it by going to buildingawebsitepro.com forward slash woo, w-o-o, and that will direct you as well. So um, basically Woo Themes is another one of my favorite WordPress themes and they have a ton of options, a solid and easy to use interface, and a design style that just works, you know. So some some themes are free and others are paid, but well worth it when you consider the quality of what you're getting. I have a few, few different sites that I use with WooThemes and um, have been very happy with how they function and how they look. Now I give you one more option too for a place that you can get premium themes and also paid themes and that's called uh, a theme that I really like also is Thesis and at the time of this recording that's what my current website is based off of is Building Website Pro is based off of the Thesis theme. So basically for more adventurous beginners or people with some development experience, I recommend going with Thesis. It it has a, a really a superior search engine optimization options. It's optimized to load fast, and it gives a lot of different custom settings that you can do you know, right out of the box. But it also has a lot of advanced features for developers and designers that they can go in and tweak a lot of the different settings and, and really customize it to what they want. Basically, my overall advice with themes, whether you give a free one or a paid one, is to just find one you like and stick with it. You can always, you could switch it every day if you wanted to, but I definitely don't recommend changing it that often. Find a theme that you like, stick with it, get to know the theme and the settings and how to change things and and then go from there. And maybe, you know, a year or two down the road, you might decide to change it up a little bit, but just stick with it. Don't try to change it all around just because you can a lot. You know, when you're trying them out, you know, definitely try several out to see which one you might like better, but then once you pick one, just stick with it. And I also recommend just uh, to do a theme that's responsive, um, just to keep that in mind. And that basically just makes it easier to read on different devices. Yeah, that's all I'll say about responsive design for now. It's just a, it's a good good way to have a theme work on multiple devices. All right, so if, if you want more information on themes, you can definitely check out the WordPress, what they call the Codex, and that's at codex, C-O-D-E-X dot org forward slash theme underscore development. Now that's a little bit of an ugly address, but I'll have that in the show notes for this episode at building a website pro forward slash five. All right, so moving on to under, under the appearance tab, we can go to Customize, and I'm going to grave detail here either, but um, there's options. Once you go into the Customize, it shows you sort of a live preview of your current chosen theme, and you can change the site title and tagline right there. You can change the colors. You can change the header image, and you can also change the static front page, you know, how you want to set that up. Just a quick way to do a couple different customizations it's not really thorough and some themes will probably be more thorough than others of what you can change here, but that's just a quick overview there. Uh, under the also under the appearance tab is the widgets. Now the widgets has a lot of different options and also depending on which theme you're using, you'll have you know even more options or sometimes plugins will add additional functionality in the in the widgets. All I'm going to mention with widgets right now though, are just a couple of the main settings that I would put in there. And for someone starting out, you know, you might want to have, choose to, to drag over your recent posts as an optional widget. You might want to have the search box. a uh, Custom menu, if you wanted to have your menu not only at the top of your website, and you want to put it on the side, or if you want to have it on the side instead of the top, you can you could do the custom menu setting. And there's also the a text widget. And and I don't necessarily expect you to, to know all of this stuff right now, but these are just a couple of the types of widgets that I use frequently. The text widget basically allows you to add in your own HTML and a little bit of inline. CSS if you wanted to just to customize a little bit of text on the side or put an image in the sidebar. So that's one I often use. So that's widgets for now and also under Appearance tab are the menus you can create. Um, basically WordPress makes it really easy for you to go in and and set exactly what you want to have in your menu and that menu will also appear on throughout your whole site and for especially starting out, you'll set the menu and then that will be what you'll see on every page. So you can create one menu, Uh, you can create multiple menus if you need to, but let's focus on one right now. And under the menu settings you can, you know, basically choose which pages you want to appear in your menu. If you wanted to add uh, a specific custom link, you can create that on the side there and drag that over into your menu and if you wanted to if you had certain categories let's say you had a category called you know i don't know technology and you wanted everything that's under that category to show up in your menu and well i guess it would need to show up in your menu but at least the technology category so you can pull that category over into your menu and then it will show up in the wherever you have your menu on your website, that will show up. So technology would show up in the top menu. People click on it and it will show every post or page that, well actually every post that was under that category. Just however you want to set it up essentially. It makes it really easy to customize. So once you choose which pages you want to drag over into your menu, then you can save that menu. Give it a name and save it. Uh, one option to make sure that you checkmark then at the bottom of that menu in the settings panel here is to there's an option that says auto add pages. You can choose to automatically add new top level pages to this menu. So if you checkmark that, basically any new pages that you would add, like if you added an about page, a contact page, it will automatically add it to this menu. So you can leave that checked if you want. And then The other option there is the theme locations, and you may need to go in and change that to the navigation menu, or just make sure that you have something selected there. And then um, that's another option you can do on the customize tab that we discussed earlier, because otherwise your menu wouldn't show up (laughs) basically if it's not checkmarked. So if you come across a point where you've created the menu, but it doesn't seem to be showing you what you selected, then there might be one of those little options that you need to select just to make sure it's using the menu you created. I know this is this is more of a visual kind of a thing. It's hard to get in a podcast, but you know any information that I can at least help discuss and get you thinking about so that once you get in front of the computer, if you're not right now, then that will be helpful. So one other thing I just wanted to mention about the menu option here is that you can again on the left side there you can see pages links and categories and those are all the different options of of things that you can pull into a menu and one of those I want to point out is just links now under links if you on your home page or on any page you wanted to have a home link so that people can click on home and it will go to the main page of your home page of your website that's one thing that I often create there so I might just copy you know building a website pro dot com, you know, paste that in as a link there and then create that over in the menu. So I don't so I can call it home. I can give it the label of home, but I don't actually have to create a page called home in order to use that, if that makes sense. So all right, moving right along. Under appearance tab we also have a header option. And this is one that's a a little bit newer with some later WordPress themes and the updated WordPress. And you can go in there and edit what the header is on your website. You can remove it completely, or you can add, you know, upload your own image or use a couple that are available from your theme. And then the final thing under the Appearance tab is the Editor. And the Editor allows you to go into some of the core WordPress files, some of the PHP files or the CSS files, and actually edit them right there in WordPress. So just if you if you do have some of the HTML and CSS skills that you can do that, then that gives you an easy option without having to download and upload files via FTP or something like that. You can just edit them right there. Alright. So that was the theme or the appearance tab. Now let's move on to the plugins tab where we have um, well let's just start off with a brief description. In case you're not familiar with plugins, plugins are tools to extend the functionality of WordPress. The core of WordPress is designed to be lean, to maximize flexibility, and minimize code bloat. Plugins offer custom functions and features so that each user can tailor their site to their specific needs. Now, in episode seven, coming up, I'm gonna discuss podcast uh, plugins and everything about plugins. So, that's definitely... Plugins will probably be a recurring theme through through my podcast because there's so many out there and there's so many different valuable plugins to use for your site that... Uh, and constantly new ones coming out, so there's always going to be something to discuss there. So that will be in episode seven. It'll be an episode just focused on plugins. A couple of words of caution now about plugins. Uh, again, just like themes, only download from WordPress plugin from the WordPress plugin directory unless you fully trust a third-party plugin publisher. And I really can't stress that enough. You know, again, it can be dangerous just doing a blind Google search for plugins. The WordPress directory has so many great plugins already and the ones that I'll recommend, you know, throughout my website are mostly gonna be ones that are free, you know, and that you can get right through WordPress. And you know that they're safe, they've been tested. So, don't get carried away with loading your website with tons and tons of of plugins. I can usually get away with having 10 or less and actually recommend, you know, having, uh, you know, that or less if possible. That way it keeps your website running fast. But, you know, if you really need a plugin, don't be afraid to put one in, but, you know, don't get carried away either. So, you can access plugins right right here through WordPress under plugins, you can choose to add new at the top. Or if you're just looking at the sidebar and you're hovering over that, you can click on Add New there. And then you'll have the option that you can search for plugins. So that just shows you where it is in, within WordPress. You can also access it by going to the WordPress website wordpress.org forward slash extend forward slash plugins and you can, you know, get more information about plugins there. And I'll have that in the show notes as well. At the time of this recording, three plugins come pre-installed with WordPress and we're at WordPress 3.6 plus at this point. So the three plugins that you see, one is called Akismet and it's described as uh, being used by millions. Akismet is quite possibly the best way in the world to protect your blog from comment and track back spam. It keeps your site protected from spam even while you sleep it says. To get started First, you click the Activate link to the left of the description, and two, sign up for an Akismet API key, and you can do that basically in the plugin settings after you've activated it, there will be a link in there to get an API key. Basically, you just sign up through the site, and then they give you just a number sequence that you put into the plugin just to show that you know, you're a unique person and not some sort of computer system. And then it'll basically activate the plugin for you. And then then you can pretty much get set up after that. It will activate and confirm. So that's the first plugin that comes with it. The second one is called Hello Dolly. And this is something that has been around, I, th- I think, since the first WordPress was created. And they describe it in actually a humorful way. It just says, this is not just a plugin. It symbolizes the hope and enthusiasm of entire generation summed up in two words sung most famously by Louis Armstrong, Hello Dolly. And no, I'm not going to sing that one for you. <laughs> Basically, when activated, you will randomly see a lyric from Hello Dolly in the upper right of your admin screen on every page. Now, I've never used it. I usually, first thing I do with the plugins, I go in and delete this, and that's probably what most people do. But if you're interested, you can play around with that. No problems. And then the third plugin that you may see installed then is the Jetpack by WordPress.com plugin. Now, I won't go into grave detail about it at this point. I plan to discuss Jetpack more in the future. But Jetpack is basically a set of tools. And utilities that were originally for WordPress.com that they've made available for the .org community, which is you and me and our self-installed WordPress websites. So, and it's and it's described on the site as uh, it says, "Bring the power of the WordPress.com cloud to your self-hosted WordPress." Jetpack enables you to connect your blog to a WordPress.com account to use the powerful features normally only available to WordPress.com users. Well, wow, that was a little redundant, but anyways, that's from their, in their words exactly. So feel free to check that one out, and I'll definitely cover that later as well on another podcast. For more site information on plugins, you can get the official WordPress.org information on plugins by going to codex.com dot org forward slash plugins. And you'll get lots of great information there and, and details um, if you want. Alright, so moving along that was the plugins tab on the side there. Now next is the users tab. There are three main options under the users tab. One is all users. You can click on that and then see all the different users that are part of your website. You can add new to add a new user or you can go to your profile to just see your profile. Now what I want to go through real quick is the add new section and that's one of the things that gets a little confusing is the user roles. Now when you first sign up for your WordPress account, it adds you as a user, whatever your username and email address are, and it automatically assigns that first person, you as the administrator. But there are also four other different user types that you can select there. And I'll go through those. The administrator is basically just described as somebody who has access to all administration features within a single site. So basically full control. Now the editor is someone who can publish and manage posts including the posts of other users. So they don't have you know the, the full control like the administrator of all the settings, but they do have editor control just sort of like you know a publisher of a book they have control to to go through and manage other people's posts as well as their own now under editor is author and this is all a hierarchy here the author is somebody who can publish and manage their own posts so an author someone who is set up as an author on your website would be able to go in they could write a blog post and manage it edit it that sort of thing and uh, that would all be all that they could do. Now under author would be contributor. And a contributor is somebody who can write and manage their own posts, but cannot publish them. So this adds a little bit more control for the administrators or the editor that you can have someone who writes for you on your website, for example, but they won't be able to publish it and make it live. So once the contributor is done writing a post, then it would go and it would still be basically in draft form, and you'd have to someone higher than them in that hierarchy would need to approve their post and get it on the website and then finally, at the bottom rung, but certainly not least of all um, the a subscriber is somebody who can only manage their profile and you'll see the subscriber mode a lot if you've ever if you've ever registered for let's say a course or training on someone's website. Usually you're just gonna be a subscriber. You have been given certain rights to certain pages, let's say, that you can watch or videos and that sort of thing, but you can't really change or edit anything in the website. So that would be more of a subscriber mode. So those are the five, administrator, editor, author, contributor, subscriber. And you'll see all those as options in the users panel there. All right, and then the final thing that I'll go through today is the Tools tab. Now when you go to the Tools tab, you're not going to really see much in there and I'm going to go there myself right now. So if I click on the actual Tools tab, you'll see the Press This you know, title there on the screen and then Categories and Tags Converter. Now to be honest with you, I don't use anything on this page specifically myself, but uh, basically and I'll just tell you what it says. It says the Press This is a bookmarklet, a little app that runs in your browser and lets you grab bits of the web. Use Press This to clip text, images, and videos from any web page. Then edit and add more straight from Press This before you save or publish it in a post on your site. So it allows you to add a little bar, bookmarklet thing in your in your browser's toolbar and then you can pull information from the web. Again, I haven't really used it. Um, you know, maybe some people do, maybe you might find it useful, but that's what that is there. And the categories and tags converters, sometimes some people might find a reason where they've already set up categories and tags on their site, and they just want to, you know, switch them around. Um, this gives you that ability to to do that. So those things are on the main tools page. Uh, Basically, if you go to the sidebar, again, under Tools, you have Available Tools, and that's what we just looked at. And then there's Import and Export. Now, these are two important features that I definitely wanted to point out to you. Now, the Import allows you to import either from a different blogging platform. Let's say you had something in Blogger or LiveJournal, Tumblr, or even more importantly, you might already have something in a WordPress.com site and you want to get that into your wordpress.org site that that we're doing here. And and this allows you to do that. So basically if you've already exported that information from another system or from wordpress.com let's say, this allows you to import that and load all of those posts into your existing website. And then the other option under import is export. Now this is where you'll be able to actually export content from Your existing website. So you would log into your WordPress website, you go down to Tools and Export, and then you have the option to choose All Content or choose just Posts or Pages. And basically, and and I can just share with you what it says here and you can read it again later too, but when you click the button below WordPress will create an XML file for you to save to your computer. This format, which we call WordPress Extended RSS, or WXR will contain your posts, pages, comments, custom fields, categories, and tags. Once you save the download file you can use the import function in another WordPress installation to import the content from this site. So it does say you know if you want to import into another WordPress installation that's certainly one option. If for some reason anything got corrupted on your website, on this website that you would export from, you could always pull that file back into that site as well. So I see it more of as a backup option. Now, in terms of backup options and and you know, saving your website in case something happens to it, I'm definitely going to be going over some different great options for backing up your WordPress website in future podcasts. So definitely, you know, check those out as they come out. And actually, I'll be sharing some of those options in the Plugins podcast, which will be coming up in Episode 7. So at the beginning of this podcast, I just encourage you to get in and just go to the Pages tab and create your initial page. Create an About page or a Contact page, just something to get in there and feel like you've gotten a chance to you know, to play around with it a little bit and and get a little bit more comfortable. Sometimes I like to just see a product and and so, you know, that might be helpful for you too. Talked about creating the news category, just so you have a base category for your posts. We We went through the settings tab and some of the things you need to have in there. Went through the appearance tab, the plugins tab, the users tab, and then the tools tab. Now, going into today's pro pointer, It's going to be on how to get your personal photo or avatar, as some people call it, integrated into your WordPress website so that your image shows with your author profile and in your blog comments. So if you've ever been to a different blog where you've commented on on a post or you've seen other people that have commented, a lot of times you'll see the images of those people or you know a photo or some special avatar of that person next to their comments. And that's what we want to set up here. And one of the best ways to set this up is by going to the globally recognized avatar website. Now, it's actually at gravatar.com and that will be in the show notes. It's gravatar.com g r a v a t a r.com. And Once you go into Gravatar, you can just set up for a free account and then choose a profile picture. And that profile picture will be linked to your email address. So anytime that you post on your website or even other people's websites with that email address, it will pull that image from Gravatar, whatever the current image is. So one really nice thing about that is you don't have to keep setting up different profile pictures and it will be used if you decide to change your picture two years down the road. Everything that was on all those websites will be updated as well because it's always pulling from Gravatar. So that is my pro pointer for you today. It's to go to Gravitar, sorry gravatar.com and sign up for account and get your profile picture in there and ready to go. And that wraps it up for this episode of Building a Website Pro. If you would like more information on building a website, consider downloading my free ebook. It's called Seven Important Things You Need to Consider When Building a Website. To get it, just go to goprogift.com. That's goprogift.com. Of course, you can always find great website building information and videos on my website at buildingawebsitepro.com. Uh, you'll also find show notes on my website for this and every other episode that I do. That includes any links and resources I mentioned during any episode that, that I put up there. So for a shortcut to every episode, just add the show number at the end of my website address. So buildingawebsitepro.com forward slash five, just the number five, would take you directly to the show notes page for this podcast. So in the next episode, episode six, I'm gonna be discussing all things about WordPress themes. It's the, that thing that makes your website have a, a beautiful, friendly, professional look to it. We're gonna be uh, discussing those and which ones I really enjoy using and recommend and just different key points to consider when choosing your own themes for your website. So thanks for joining me in this episode of Building a Website Pro. I sincerely appreciate you listening, and it's really great to have you here. I wish you all the best in your web success. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Building a Website Pro podcast at buildingawebsitepro.com.